0: Free-thinking atheist witchy farmer, herbalist wise woman, obia woman, healer, off-grid homesteading hedge witch, living close to nature, black Hispanic, Afro-Latina, Jamaican, Honduran, Caribbean American, honoring and embodying the spirit of Queen Nanny of the Maroons. Born in the inner city of Boston, educated and came of age in the affluent metro-west suburbs, escaped to beautiful rural central Massachusetts in 2015. Welcome to Sweet Sage Homestead. Dead Farm and Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea. Remember, Black Lives Matter and love is love. In this episode, I am going to discuss the medicinal benefits of astragalus. But before I get into that, I want to talk about somebody named Nicholas Culpepper. He was a botanist, herbalist, and physician from England, he lived from 1616 to 1654. In 1653, just one year before Nicholas Culpepper died, he published a book called The Complete Herbal. Culpepper recommended thyme for respiratory issues. He said it's a notable strengthener of the lungs. He recommended it for things such as whooping cough in children, which he called chin cough. He said it purges the body of phlegm and is an excellent remedy for shortness of breath. In traditional Chinese medicine, which has been practiced since at least 2000 BC, the lungs are one of five organs believed to govern Qi, which is the vital animating force that flows through all living things. The respiratory system possesses a vulnerability that's not shared by the body's other systems, the vulnerability is that it's constantly exposed to the external environment, and any airborne disease or organism that might be in the external environment is able to penetrate through the respiratory system. The respiratory system is pretty susceptible to a whole host of bacterial and viral infections. In Nicholas Culpepper's day, one of the most devastating infections of the respiratory system was tuberculosis. It was known in the 1600s as thisis, and that comes from a Greek word meaning to waste away. It was also known as white plague or consumption. Unfortunately for Nicholas Culpepper, He died from tuberculosis in 1654. Nicholas Culpepper was only 38 years old. These days, tuberculosis isn't really much of a concern. Most people are primarily concerned with COVID-19, which is a viral infection. We also have to worry about the flu which is another viral infection. And then we have the common cold. More than 200 different viruses are responsible for the common cold. And then there are things like bronchitis and sinusitis. As long as there have been respiratory illnesses, people have used medicinal herbs to combat them and usually with much success. Astragalus or Huangqi, Astragalus membranaceus, has its origins in Chinese herbal medicine. It's used both to help prevent colds and other frequently contracted respiratory infections, and to ease their symptoms. Echinacea is routinely prescribed by European doctors for colds and flus, and in the U.S., the sale of echinacea is actually 10% of the dietary supplement market. Elder is used to treat coughs and colds and many other complaints and the use of elder actually dates back to the Middle Ages, but the herb is still popular as a remedy for these illnesses today. People use elder for sinusitis and allergy relief too. Eucalyptus has been used by Australia's aborigines for thousands of years before it was introduced to the West. Its head-clearing vapors are prized for relieving congestion and sore throats. Bronchitis and sinusitis typically respond well To eucalyptus tea. Licorice has served as a remedy for respiratory ailments since the time of the ancient Greeks. Melane is another old respiratory medicinal herb that's favored for its congestion-relieving properties. Pelargonium is a much more recent introduction to Western herbal medicine. Pelargonium is native to Southern Africa, and it has powerful bacteria-fighting properties, which make it a viable alternative for antibiotics for treating bronchitis and some other conditions. Nicholas Culpepper recommended sage and thyme For easing respiratory ailments. Now I want to dive a little more deeply into astragalus. I'm talking specifically about astragalus membranaceus. So make sure that if you are going to use this as a supplement, you're using astragalus membranaceus and not some other type of astragalus. I think there are about 300 different types of astragalus. So it's really important to make sure that you're using this one if you want these effects. Astragalus is native to Mongolia, and Northern China. It's a shrubby legume with pastel pea-like flowers. They produce small pods. The name Astragalus is derived from a Greek word meaning ankle bone. The Greeks once used ankle bones of animals as dice and the connection to these plants lies in the fact that when dry, the seed pods rattle with a sound that resembles rolling dice. Astragalus membranaceus has thick, fibrous roots. If you peel back the dark brown skin of the root, you'll see a pale yellowish core. In Chinese, the name Wang Qi which is the name for astragalus in China. Huangqi qi means yellow leader, which refers to the color of the root's interior and its status as one of the most important tonic herbs in Chinese medicine. There is a really old text from the first century AD that's called the Divine Husbandman's Classic of Materia Medicia. It's an herbal compendium, and it documents 365 medicinal plants. Astragalus was actually mentioned in this compendium. In Chinese herbal medicine, Wang Qi or astragalus, is valued for its ability to stimulate the body's qi, or natural, vital, protective energy. In doing this, it actually helps to fight fatigue and strengthen resistance to disease. In traditional Chinese herbal medicine, astragalus is usually mixed with other herbs depending on the condition that's being treated. But the primary use for astragalus has usually been in fuzheng therapy, which is an herbal treatment designed to make the body's natural defenses stronger. Chinese physicians use fuzheng therapy with cancer patients to help overcome some of the immune deficiencies that are brought on by radiation and chemotherapy. Astragalus is also used to treat chronic hepatitis and heart disease. In Western herbal medicine, practitioners recommend astragalus as an adaptogen. So an adaptogen is an herb that helps protect the body against physical, mental, and emotional stress by strengthening the immune system. Astragalus is also suggested for preventing and treating colds, upper respiratory infections, influenza, asthma, allergies, and digestive disturbances. So let's go through a brief history of astragalus In 1531, a medical casebook noted astragalus and ginseng for fatigue. In the 1860s, a Russian physician described the use of astragalus for the Western world. In 1925, astragalus membranaceus was introduced to the U.S. through the Department of Agriculture. In the 1980s, astragalus gained popularity in the United States as an herbal medicine. So it took a while. But finally, we're recognizing the benefits of astragalus. Astragalus membranaceus is a perennial herb. That means that it doesn't need to be reseeded. It will come back every year. It grows to about two feet, and it has tiny pale to cream yellow flowers, and it looks like a lot of other legume or pea type plants. Astragalus is propagated by seeds which grow in pods. Like many other members of the pea family, astragalus has a seed with a hard, impermeable coat. To facilitate germination, like to get your seed to start growing, the seed coat kind of needs to be nicked or filed or like rubbed between sandpaper and then maybe soaked in water overnight before planting. Astragalus prefers well-drained soil that's deep, slightly alkaline, sandy, and they like full sun. The roots of Astragalus membranaceus look sort of like tongue depressors when they're on display in Chinese herb shops. They're usually harvested in the fall of the fourth or fifth year of growth, The roots are dried in the shade and then thinly sliced along their lateral length. That's why they look like tongue depressors. (laughs) Astragalus membranaceus is actually a pretty rare plant in American horticulture, so nearly all of its commercial production comes from herb farms in China. For medicinal purposes, astragalus membranaceus is marketed as dried roots, ground roots in capsule and tablet, as a liquid extract, or as an ingredient in herbal teas. It's generally used for immune support, viral infections, and as a tonic. Extracts of astragalus root improve the function of white blood cells, and they even increase antibody levels in healthy people. Astragalus roots contain several compounds that are likely responsible for its medicinal effects, and these include flavonoids, saponins, and polysaccharides. The flavonoids belong to a family of compounds that occur in many medicinal plants that have been shown to exhibit anti-inflammatory and anti antioxidant activity. The polysaccharides boost several aspects of the immune system while the saponins protect the liver, inhibit viruses, and help with insulin and glucose metabolism. A lot of research on astragalus' medicinal properties has been done in China. One study was done with 1,000 patients and it showed that astragalus exhibits a prophylactic effect against colds and upper respiratory infections. There was another study done that focused on the immune-boosting effects of astragalus in cancer patients after chemotherapy, and they found that when white blood cell levels dropped after chemotherapy over the course of eight weeks, astragalus can increase those levels. Astragalus belongs to the legume family, and it's widely distributed in Asia, Europe, and now North America. It's been known for centuries as a treatment for various diseases in traditional Chinese medicine, such as in wound healing, diabetes, leukemia, hypertension, eye disease, nephritis, cirrhosis, uterine cancer. There are definitely lots and lots of benefits to using astragalus both as a preventative measure and as a treatment for respiratory issues and a bunch of other issues. But there is also the possibility of adverse reactions. And this could be due to an allergy that you might have. In general, Astragalus is thought of as a very safe medicinal herb, but I want to tell you about someone who did have an adverse reaction. There was a 70-year-old man who developed dizziness, limb numbness, a red face, chest tightness, and scattered blisters on both hands and feet after orally, like by mouth, taking a decoction of a traditional Chinese medicinal formula that I can't pronounce the name of, but it's a decoction made of five herbs, including astragalus and cinnamon twigs. And he developed these symptoms after his first treatment. The symptoms gradually subsided without any medical treatment, but he was brave enough to try another treatment with astragalus in it and he developed similar symptoms. So most likely he was allergic but it's good to know that it's possible that you could have an adverse reaction to astragalus or to a decoction or tea or something that has astragalus in it. In the United States, people usually take astragalus as an herbal supplement to stimulate their immune system and prevent colds and upper respiratory infections. There's also a popular belief that astragalus is useful in treating heart disease. Usually, the root of astragalus is used for preparing extract or brewing tea, and it's used in combination with other herbs like licorice, ginseng, and angelica. So I want to talk a little bit about another study that was done with astragalus. So this study was conducted on humans in China. They examined 62 patients who had congestive heart failure, and the patients were divided into two groups. One group of patients received 30 milliliters of astragalus in Injection where the other group received nitroglycerin injection. It was 10 milligrams. The clinical heart function improved significantly in the patients who received astragalus. The markers of improved immune function were also increased in the blood of the patients who received astragalus. There was quantifiable evidence of their improved immune function through blood tests. So it was concluded that due to improvement of symptoms and improved of immune function, astragalus herbal supplements can be used as an axillary treatment for congestive heart failure. Astragalus also has anti-cancer properties. Huang Chi or astragalus is considered to be one of the 50 fundamental herbs in Chinese herbalism. The root is a sweet tonic herb that stimulates the immune system and many organs of the body. It lowers blood pressure and blood sugar. Astragalus is used in the treatment of cancer, prolapse of the uterus or anus, abscesses, and chronic ulcers, chronic nephritis with edema, and recent research has shown that astragalus can increase the production of interferon and macrophages, thereby helping to restore normal immune function in cancer patients. Patients undergoing chemotherapy or radiotherapy recover faster and live longer if given Wang Qi together with those treatments. Okay, let's talk about how to use Astragalus. In traditional Chinese medicine, Astragalus is usually combined with several other plants in a tea, capsule, or tincture. Let's talk about how to do the tea, capsule, and tincture. For the tea, the daily dose of Astragalus varies greatly. A typical dose is usually 3 to 6 tablespoons of dried, chopped root simmered in 2 to 4 cups for 10 to 15 minutes. Under guidance of an herbal expert significantly higher doses of astragalus are occasionally used. So for a capsule, generally the dosage is one to three grams of dried powdered root daily, depending on manufacturer's processing methods and medical conditions being treated. For tinctures, you want to do two to four milliliters three times a day. Now, one more time, I want to share some precautions. Astragalus is usually considered safe, and it's usually very well tolerated. Many people think of astragalus as a food. They add pieces of it to their soups and get a daily tonic effect. But anyone suffering from an acute infection should not use astragalus, particularly in large amounts. Those with autoimmune diseases should consult a healthcare provider before using any herbal medicine that could have immune-boosting effects. Some people like to get their herbal medicines in more of a food source, more than like a tea or capsule or tincture. So here's a recipe for astragalus butter. You're going to need a double boiler and you want to gently warm one cup of tahini and seven tablespoons of pumpkin seed butter. Then stir in three tablespoons of powdered astragalus root, add three tablespoons of sesame oil, and stir to a smooth consistency. If it's too stiff, just add up to one tablespoon of sesame oil. This is a great peanut butter substitute and it will keep in the fridge for up to two weeks. As always, Make sure you consult a medical professional before trying any new herbal supplement and watch for side effects and adverse reactions. Pay attention to your body. Make sure you treat it well. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this informative and maybe even helpful. My name is Andrea. This is Path of a Green Witch Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're getting value from my podcast and you want to support future episodes, just click the support button on my Anchor podcast page, or go to anchor.fm/andrea9559/support. You can be a valued supporter of Path of a Green Rich podcast for as little as ninety-nine cents per month. Just go to a n c h o r dot f m, like FM radio slash a n d r e a. Nine five five nine slash support. That's anchor Andrea nine five five nine slash support. Every contribution helps. Thank you so much for listening.